Bill, does that mean the show started? Out of boy, Bill. Bill, does that mean? Welcome to Hammer Dad. Number one sports gambling podcast coming out of the Pat McAfee Incorporated offices. <coughs> I am Tone Diggs. Sitting to my left is the aforementioned Pat McAfee. How are you doing today, Hey, sir? not too shabby. Excited to be here. Cannot wait to hear uh, Paisan's thoughts on some moves and also, you know, get some ideas on who we should be hammering. Yes. Welcome to the FanDuel family, Virginia, officially in Michigan tomorrow. Huge. Let's go. We got betting. To, we got games to win. We got money to take over. We only got a few games. Two left. new states, a lot of more money for fans. Handle a lot more money in your pockets as well. Bingo. The Canadian Bingo. sensation. Mm-hmm. Bubba Gumpino is sitting the Pats left. How are you doing, sir? Great, Tony. How are you? How's how's your gambling going? Well, you have a hat on. Took it on the shins yesterday. It was a tough day. Yeah, well, but the day before that, you cleaned house. Yeah. We're winning people money out there. That's all that matters. Hey, what, what do you got the hat on for? I mean, I'd probably never sit in this room without a hat on again. No. Bright lights. No, because Zito attacked him. And on the phone, <laughs> former NFL GM, host of the Lombardi line. Make sure you subscribe to the Daily Coach, GM Shuffle Pod. Put your computer on silent. Michael Lombardi. That boy, Pie's gone. How we doing today, gentlemen? How we doing? I uh, I just want you to know I, I, I got I sent some stuff so you can get ready I to watch it. the championship games okay. next week or uh, the week after the Super Bowl, all that. So you should be getting it in the mail here. I saw you. I saw you sent it. Appreciate it. I have to ask you this, and I hope it's not in reference to what I think it's in reference to. No, I sent you food. I didn't. I, I said that. That's not what I was talking about. I, told, I sent you popcorn. You sent some more oh, popcorn. You sent more Lombo corn. Really? Oh. That is a big hit in the office, Michael. I could promise you that. Hey, you, yeah, no, I, I mean it's a big hit every. Yeah, it's a big hit everywhere. I had to send some more. Whoa, 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 whoa! You make whoa, that whoa. yourself? Whoa, 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 whoa! The popcorn is unbelievable. We appreciate that. <laughs> I, I just checked the email to see the email that I missed because I didn't know I got an email from you. I just I clicked on the email. Is this one you sent to all of us? Yeah. You gave a TED Talk? I didn't know this dude gave a fucking TED Talk. Look at him. Yeah, Le- dude, I gave one out in Santa Barbara. I got to turn this thing around. I can't get it straight. There you go. It's better. All right, there. I'm much better now. Uh, trying to hide a chin. Yeah, I gave one out in Santa Barbara. It was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life, Pat. I, I it just, was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Why? Just because everybody else that does it, it sounds so smart all the time, and you just you no, have- because you you get fifteen minutes to do it, and you have no PowerPoint presentation, you have no cue cards. It's memorized. It's Hamlet: to hmm. be or not to be. Like you got to go. Like you just got to go do it, and you can't stutter on a line or forget a line. I never was more scared in all my life. Like I drank probably as much Jack Dan as I could drink that after that thing was over. Celebration job well done. I haven't watched it yet. Job well done, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it was. I, it, was I, it, was it was good. It was good. It was good. I didn't have a blurb, and I got it in. And if you don't, you got to do it in the amount of time. And you have like, and there's people there watching and you come on that stage and you get in that circle and you're like, holy shit, this is scary. Not a lot of people get a chance to get into the ring, pal. Not a lot. Yeah, of, no. it was, it was, it was, I, I really enjoyed it, but it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Hey, can we, can I ask him a question, Dix? You can. I don't want to move the thing around too much here, but. Sirianni becomes the head coach of the Eagles. Is that because they think a little piece of Frank Reich is coming back to Carson Wentz because he was the offensive coordinator? Or what exactly are your thoughts on that whole thing? Are you see the top left right there? You're right. Eagles the have been living oh, in the goodness. 2017 Super Bowl. I, I think this is a move where 
they they that touched Frank Wright. You know, it's it, it's a connection to Frank. I mean, look, I, you know, Josh McDaniels was involved in it. I, I only know Josh. I mean, Josh is one of the best football people I've ever been around in my life. So I'm not. I don't know. I don't know Nick. Uh, he's never really called plays. Frank calls plays. So you're getting an inexperienced offensive coordinator who's really, you know, Frank runs the offense. I think everybody would readily admit that. Now, it doesn't mean he can't be a head coach, but I think this is bigger than that. I think the Eagles believe as an organization they can carry the head coach. They've got a line coach. they got all these people. They'll help him put together his defensive staff. It's the subcontractor element of the National Football League going on in Philadelphia. If they hired McDaniels, that wouldn't have been the case. And a first-time head coach basically being able to be told what to do, right, Mike? Yeah, I mean, look, the, look. here's what I say all the time. These jobs that are hard, they need experience. You know, and, and the answer to most questions is not through elimination. Like, if you're Nick, if you're in Houston and you're Nick Cesario, you can't eliminate Deshaun Watson because he's a distraction. You have to solve the problem through thought, through your experience, through what you remember, what people have told you or taught you, how they solved it through the years. The, but when you minimize the head coaching role like the Eagles clearly have done, taking someone with no experience, not even a play caller, no disrespect to Nick, I don't know Nick, but that's a real challenge. That's a real challenge. You're going to learn on the job. And the NFL is not a place to learn on the job. It's not very friendly. Hey, did you uh, did you watch the Dan Campbell press conference or the Bob Slaw press conference? I, I have not. I heard about it. I, I mean, it did you hear about Motor Mike. City Dan because of us? Huh? Did you hear about Motor City Dan's uh, press conference because of us? I, we, it, I, it was electric, Python. He was. Yeah, just, I was following you on Twitter. I was working on something else, and it, like they just were basically people were going nuts over it. I guess I gotta watch it. I, I don't know how long that gig lasts. Do you, Pat? <laughs> He, Mike, drinks, he drinks a gallon of coffee before noon, he's Mike. He's Bill Cowher reincarnated, <laughs> Mike. Mike, listen to this. Mike, Darius Butler came on uh, my show or whatever, you know, and he and I were teammates for a few years, three, four years or whatever, and uh, we we know each other pretty well. And that is the type of thing that I think a lot of NFL guys could potentially, you know, I don't want to say mock or, you know, potentially get sick of rather quickly. And locker rooms, by the way, have a quick way of seeing through some stuff. It seems like... If you talk to Demario Davis, this is Motor City Dan every single day. Guys, like if you're just your genuine self every single day, if it comes and goes, you know, I think guys will notice that. But boy, he's going to have to get a specific group of players in that locker room, I think, Mike. Yeah, you can really see Chris Spielman. I mean, if you ever listen to Chris Spielman do a game, he all he talks about is pad level and toughness and <laughs> flippering and, you know, where's the, where's the, you know, where we got to put your face in. Like, I get. <laughs> Football's a tough sport, but football's an intellectual sport too. You got to think your way through some things. This is going to be interesting. I mean, look, one thing we know: the the smartest guys usually win. It's not necessarily the ones who scream the loudest. Hmm. It's a bit so, of a meathead. Like you say like might not be all in on Dan. You're not all in on Motor City MCDC. I'm not all in on. I'm not all in on that at professional level. I think that works in college. I don't think it works in pro football. I don't think you can scream and. I think there's a the motivation through sports comes through intellectual capacity. I think this, and I've told this to my two sons, whether you're 18, white, black, or 90, white, or black, players will only listen to you if you can make them better. It's through your intellectual capacity to make them better you can capture their attention. 
not through your metaphors of lions running through the forest or the gazelle chasing somebody. That doesn't work. That That's not really what it's about. It's about how I can intellectually stimulate you to make you the best player you can be. Snake, hey, we're going to see. Snake oil does tend to run out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, dude. Whoa, what are you saying? You, just talk, you were talking shit on somebody right there. Everybody. I mean, there's a guy in Minnesota. Whoa, whoa, the boat. <laughs> um, Mike, can I ask you a year. question? Yeah, that's why I'm here. You typed the words out. As Bill Walsh once said to me in 1984, the NFL is not the best and the brightest, dot, 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 always has proven true. You it is. You know, I was driving him down El Camino Real one time, and uh, and he was complaining about – now, remember, there's no cell phones now. There's no serious radio in the car. We couldn't listen to the Pat McAfee show driving to the – you. you know, we couldn't have done any of that, right? <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, we, I had his attention and, and I would say to him and somebody got a job, but I don't want to say who. And he's like, you know, this is not just so you're aware of this, Michael, this is not the league of the best of the brightest. And so why did Walsh say that to me? He said that to me because when he was a young assistant at the Cincinnati Bengals, he was the offensive coordinator. He was the godfather of the West Coast offense. And he invented this offense because of the expansion team Bengals. He knew he couldn't block anybody, so he really wanted long handoffs through the passing game. So he invented this offense, and Paul Brown allowed him to do it. But what Paul Brown didn't allow him to do was go on to become a head coach. Paul Brown kind of made fun of him. If anybody called to ask about him, he had no chance to get the job. Kind of steered him away. And then when Paul Brown retired, Walsh was convinced he was going to become the head coach of the Bengals, and he gave it to Bill Johnson as the O-line coach. And Walsh was sweat furious. He went out to San Diego, became the offensive coordinator for one year, became the head coach at Stanford for two years, which is his always belief is simply this, is if you want to be a head coach, go be a head coach. Go prove to people you can do it. You know, go prove to people you can do it. And then they can't deny you once you do. So, And then he became the head coach at Stanford at, at, at the 49ers at like 48, 49 years old. It took him forever. Same thing with Vince Lombardi. He could never get a head coaching interview. Now, he thought it was because he was Italian, and he thought it was more about race, mm-hmm. uh, about his uh, his heritage than it was anything. But it's the same issue. And, and the league simply doesn't always promote the best candidates. They promote the candidate that fits them best. That happens a lot, huh? It happens. Yeah. And by the way, and I don't want to say not just the NFL, but that seems to happen a lot, I think everybody is realizing in the world. So your tweet 52 minutes ago, Mike, who was that about? Was it about Sirianni? Well, I mean, look, I will say this without, without any – I don't know what the Eagles were looking for. I don't talk to anybody. But if you were to go into a room and talk football with one man and the other man, it's not even close. That's not a com- – that's not close. Oh, and Mick, so you think McDaniels should have got the, the job? Well, I- Obviously, that people were saying, "Well, Sierriani beat out McDaniel." No, I don't think that's that. My point was, people get jobs. Remember, it's elected, not selected. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't about the Steelers signing Dwayne Haskins. No, no, no. Look, I, I think you know the Steelers are probably sitting there saying, "What are we going to do? We like this kid coming out. If anybody can change the kid, it could be Tomlin." Hey. Same agent, too. He's probably getting a little bit more information. Same agency, I guess. Not same agent, but same agency. Tomlin probably got a little bit maybe deeper into the story, the whole thing. And the Steelers do need quarterbacks over there. Yeah, I mean, it's the old saying. You know, there's a sign when you leave Barstow, California, at at a diner in Barstow. And the sign says, either you eat here or we both starve. 
because there's no place to get food between Barstow and Las Vegas, right? <laughs> so either you eat here, we both starve, right? And that's Dwayne Haskins. He either does it good in Pittsburgh or he's going to starve. Hmm. He's Very true. Balloon here. He, if Tomlin cuts him, it's over. For me, it's it's really no risk for the Steelers. You have a chance to potentially get better at the backup position because Mason Rudolph stinks. Um, ben so, can get him away from the strip. Do I want too. him? Do I want him as my starting quarterback right now? No. But if he gets a chance to sit, maybe for a year and see how that goes, maybe. I just know it's better than Mason Rudolph. I think. Yeah, you can throw the football. Yeah. I think they have the same problems, though, Tone. I think I they both have anticipation problems. I, I think they have to see it before they can throw it. Listen, now, I'm not. Do you on Hugh Jackson interviewing for that offensive coordinator job? Do I? Um, I think that it, they are interviewing Hugh because he always had seemed to have a good run game. And I, I think Mike, and he's talked about it in as many press conferences since uh, at the end of the season and then the one press conference after the season, that they have to fix the run game. And I know that Hugh – has done that in places. What do you think about Hugh? Well, I mean, Hugh's done a good job as an offensive coordinator. You know, Hugh knows the West Coast offense. So I think Hugh, like a lot of people, they stop coaching when they get to become head coaches. They forget that they were hired to be the best coach on the staff. So they stop being the best coach on the staff. You know, I, I think everybody's entitled to a second chance. I think if, if Tomlin gives him the opportunity to do what he can do, uh, then he's got a bright offensive mind. I mean, he's not been a coach that's lasted this long because he doesn't know what to do. And Matt Canada is getting that gig, I guess, Pelissero told us. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'd heard. I was surprised that Hugh – now maybe he will come in as the run game coordinator. Yeah, so last week Canada was assumed to be the next OC, but then it hasn't been announced yet, and that's because they said they were bringing in O-line coaches to make sure their philosophy matches with the OC's philosophy. So and then the news came out that, about Hugh today, which was a little bit surprising, but – We'll see there. Well, you'll, we'll you see will there. need a running back to have a run game as well. Yeah. James Conner, he's going to sign back. No, he's a free agent. He's gone. He's gone. Who are you bringing in, Tone? ATN. I'm with Aaron Jones. Tone's not bringing anybody in because Tone's got to look at his cap. See, <laughs> this is the other thing I think that everything everybody's missing about this, the Sean Watson rumors about where he's going to show up, right? So there's so many people that don't have cap room that would have to take on. First of all, I talked to a GM in the league the other day and said, this is the most ridiculous story out there that's, that they would actually trade him. Like He doesn't believe they're going to trade him. That may be true, that may not be. I don't think Adam Schefter or Chris Mortensen are making stuff up, but I'm just saying that's what this guy told me. But let's take it a step further. Like, you know, somebody's got to create the cap room, and with the cap going down and to take on a huge cap number, now you can lower his cap charge, no doubt. But you still have to get them on your team before you do that. I guess it's, then, it's isn't it only ten and a half this year though, Mike? Huh? Isn't it only ten and a half this upcoming year though? It, it may be, but you you still have to take it on. Yeah. You know, and then the Houston's got to dump all the money that they just gave him into their cap. Are they going to do that? It's so interesting because NLC is a franchise, not only the baggage alongside yeah. it whenever it comes from a cash standpoint and a salary cap standpoint, he's your franchise quarter. He's a franchise quarterback in the NFL. It's like are you, if you move on, are you saying, okay, we can find another one or we're going to get another one or whatever because you need to have a quarterback if you want to win or are they just hoping to be good and just kind of get along with it? It's a very interesting, very interesting situation down there that doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. And the other thing is, look, Al Davis refused to allow us to trade any player to anybody. Like, 
if Al Davis was running the Texans, first of all, he, he wouldn't be in this situation. But if he were running the Texans, you wouldn't be able to trade him to Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Yeah, there's or, no way. Somebody was saying that. There's no way they trade him to Indy. No way. No, no you couldn't do that, right? And, Al, and I take it a step further. There's no way you could trade him to an AFC team. Would you want to have to have him stand in your way of getting to the Super Bowl? That'd be hilarious, though. You know what I mean? That's like Jameis throwing a dagger against Tampa. Yeah, seriously. I think uh, you can't overthink anything until they have a coach, until Casario actually meets with Watson too, right? Might how come he hasn't already met with him? You think? How come? How come That's... Casario hasn't met with Watson already? Like, it, it... I don't know. If you're allowed to? I don't think you're allowed to talk to players right now. You can't make them come in the building. Yeah, but he could go see him, right? I don't know that. I think the rules prohibit some of that contact. That would be interesting to me because let's say Casario, his name's Nick, by the way. I called him Chris yeah. this morning. That's <laughs> on me 100%. But let's say Casario, when Deshaun Watson was on that island somewhere, imagine if Casario shows up on that island, okay, and he goes, listen, all right, can we handle this? Deshaun Watson would be like, all right, at least he's showing a little bit. Like, this guy wants me to be here, you know. Now, he's not the problem, by the way, which I've made very clear. It's the person above. But isn't that something you'd want to do? You said get the Dabo. So, and then if you get Dabo, teach you how to uh, hopefully win over Deshaun. Well, do you, th- you think there's rules prohibiting from him going and talking to him and settling the whole situation? I, I can just have this one-on-one meeting with the player. I think it's got to get uh, – based on the old PA, now I don't know. I'd have to check on that. But it doesn't stop you from going to do – I'd go see the mother. I would go fly and see the, – the mother's the most influential person in his life. I'd go find his mother. Dude. I mean, I wouldn't stop. Like like I said earlier, there's no, there's no way I'm stopping. I'm not trading him. I can't get enough back in a trade. I'm, giving, I'm not giving up the, the, one of the best quarterbacks in football to hope I get a quarterback. Can't do it. Father, I'm going to talk to anybody I can talk to. I'm going to I'm going to do everything in my power to show this young man that I'm I'm in his I'm in his corner. Like that there's nothing more important that I can do. That kind of goes to Watson point Watson's point that maybe he just doesn't think the Texans do enough in general for it. Well, he doesn't like the owner. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, in Easterby. I guess he doesn't like what you know Easterby, but you know a different Easterby, I guess. That that that's what it is and and maybe Casario thinks there's nothing I could say to make him change that, but maybe. And, and I think people would potentially say, like, oh, Casario's chasing around his quarterback. It's like, this is part of the job here now, right? Mm-hmm. A GM, you got to deal with this type of stuff, right? There's no doubt. Every day, there's something coming up every single day <laughs> that never makes it to the press that you got to deal with. All right. This last portion of the show, Mike, I like what we did last Thursday when uh, you had kind of had, like, your breakdowns of the games and how you see they're going to go. So we'll start with that. Um, first game of the weekend is Bucks at Pax minus. Before we start that, the yeah. the outright winner, yep, has covered the point spread in all but five of the last thirty eight conference championship games. Thirty three and five. The first right. week was forty four five and one for wild card, and then last week you said it was like eighty eighty five percent, eighty nine percent last week. So we just had the to, just team re- that that didn't cover was New England when they beat Jacksonville. Just remember um, this going into the next playoffs, and when we're talking about all this, just pick the fucking winner. Yeah. Well, we did that week one. Well, week one, we hit on the Colts. It was four. And, what was there? Six games week one. Yeah. And I think it went five and one, except for the one that Lombardi changes. Yeah, that was my fault. That was my fault. But no, but trends and everything he's saying 
that we should have done it. We should have stuck just with pick it. The, just pick the fucking Home line. teams are 10-4 and four against the spread in conference championships since 2013. Boom! But home teams this year in the playoffs are only 4-6 and six against the spread. Whoa. Probably because of home field. It's not the same home field anymore. But Lambeau Case, is. But KC and Lambeau. KC's not with Buffalo, though. What do you mean? It doesn't really matter, right? Same. Cold, cold. Oh, no, I meant with fans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, no. Bill's Mafia, by the way, will find a way in there. Yeah, yeah. They, well, and there's 17,000. Right. I guess, I don't know if Ty, I guess getting Packers tickets is very difficult. I would assume so. Like very, very difficult. 6,700 or something? Yeah. Like uh, do you have any other chance, Uh Tom Brady, when the total's over 50, he's 22 out of 29 to the under. Oh, here we go. Packers are getting more than 50% of the bets mm-hmm. in his career. He's 28, 15, and three against the spread. And two and zero oh against the spread with the Bucks. Boom! I believe the Packers have gone over in like their last six or seven uh, playoff games. Um, yeah, as, Jesus, as what a, are we doing? What are we, we got trends against trends. <laughs> um, Bucks at Packs open three and a half. It's a three right now. Fifty-eight percent of the tickets, fifty-eight percent of the money on the Packs. Lombardi, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think I have both these games as really almost pick 'em type games. Uh, you know, when you break down, let's go Kansas City, Buffalo. Uh, Mike, can know, I before you start? Ahead. Can I ask? So uh-huh. normally, in a normal year, if the if the line sets the home or if the book sets the line at minus three, somewhere around there, we'll say it's minus three. Normally, they also think the game is a pick 'em, but they're giving three for home field advantage. Have you talked to? Have you guys talked at all about this? Are the book have the bookmakers makers changed that this year? I think well. So I talked to the bookmakers, Vinny at the at the South Point. So they opened up this line in the Buffalo-Kansas City game with the idea that Mahomes was going to play. Mm-hmm. And then it moved from three down to two and a half right away. And then it got bought back up to three. They probably would have, if he was, if he would have been healthy after the game and no different game, not, and like a normal game, they might have opened this at four, he said. But it went to three because there was some degree of uncertainty. Okay. And then the other game, they felt the same thing. They, I think they started at three and a half, and it's kind of gotten bet in different directions. Okay, go ahead with Bucks Packers. So for me, like I always go over, like, okay, first half point totals, Buffalo's got 13. They average about 13 and a half points in the first first half. Kansas City's at 11. You know, in the first quarter, both these teams are really even. They both average four and a half points. Hmm. But when what changes a little bit is Buffalo's better in the fourth quarter. They they almost score nine points in the fourth quarter, where Kansas City only scores seven and a half. And then to me, the difference in the game really comes into the red zone. Buffalo's better in the red zone. They average 15 points for in their red zone. Kansas City's at 13. I think it's a really close game. I'm worried. I got I got messed up last week with Kansas City's field goal kicker. I worry about that a little bit. Uh, I worry about how Kansas City, they're both – how about this? They're 43% on third down. You know, they both are able to uh, convert. And then when I break the you know, both these teams are really good in the middle eight. Kansas City's 379, Buffalo's 350, which means they're able to score. So – I think it's a really even game. I think that they're power ranked really even. Kansas City slightly better than the other. Here's to me the key to the game. Buffalo has got to not punt. They can't punt more than more than one time. They can't punt more than once. You punt twice, you're going to lose. And so they've got to be really good on third and short. They've got to be really good on fourth and short. They've got to really use Josh Allen's feet. I think five to six to eight runs out of Josh Allen is going to be critical. 
they got to control the ball, but forget about controlling the ball. Carolina controlled the ball for 38, 39 minutes, and the Chiefs had a 21, and the Chiefs still scored 33 points. So you've got to be able to control the ball. You've got to score upon score. You've got to hold serve, and you can't punt. Uh, I saw. I heard a stat set earlier today. Um, only one team has lost um, in this championship round when they've scored 30 points, uh, and that was the Chiefs against the Patriots two years ago, I believe, if you remember that game. Um, oh, the offsides game. Yeah. Pat, sure. he talked about Bucker. Wasn't there hold issues with Bucker? Yeah, it was snap. Snap issues. The laces were straight back. Ball was spinning. That snapper is very good. I assume they get that tightened up. I think Butker's going to bounce back very nicely. But you're with your saying they only allowed one punt or whatever. That means field goals are okay in this particular situation. Is what you're saying? Well, I think you got to go for it on some of those field goals. I think if it's fourth and four and you're going to try to kick a fifty-yard field goal, you're better off going for it. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I, I think you got to play that out. I think you got to be really careful there on that. And, you know, and I, and I think that that's going to be critical when you do it. Like, you know, look, the Patriots scored 37 points against them when they won out there. That was a 31-31 game in overtime. And, you know, the Patriots were the Patriots were 13 for 18 on third down in that game. Shoot. That's what you got to have. You got to have a lot of third downs. You got to convert them. And you got to score a lot of points. Do you guys have a feeling in this uh, early game? Do you think Josh early Allen's game, deep say. balls he was missing was because of the win last week? Because I, I – I think he had a hard time. I think it's hard to judge the win, you know, when it's behind you, when it's in front of you. You know, if you go back to that game when 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 New England dominated the game, New England in that game that Brady won there, New England had over 500 yards of offense, 500 yards of offense, and the Chiefs had 290. New England had the ball, and that was an overtime game. New England had the ball 43 minutes to the Chiefs 20 minutes. That's what you're going to have to do to win this game. You got to score with them, and you got to keep the ball away from them as much as possible. And really, the key is how many possessions are you willing to get them? How many are you willing to get them? Do you know how many times the Patriots punted in that game when they beat them? How many? Twice. Who was it? Ryan Allen or Jake Bailey? It was Ryan Allen in that game. They punted twice. They punted to start when they got the ball to start when when they started. They held them. They got the ball on a kickoff to start the, when when Kansas City scored in the second half. They went nine play. They went uh, they went uh, six plays and punted. So they punted then, and they punted earlier in the second quarter when they couldn't move the ball. They had a punt, but after that, they never punted again. I think it's the timing of the punts. Punts can come early, late in the game. There, you're not going to be able to punt I, because that's when Patrick I, Mahomes I agree gets with hot. That. Second half, you can't punt. You're yeah. right, Pat. You can't punt in the second. You half. have any early uh, indications on this one? I have no idea, dude. I, I just I think the Chiefs always end up winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just for whatever reason, but the Bills have been doing the same damn thing. Uh, Darius Butler likes the Bills. Yeah, I know. To go in there, uh, it, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be playing. Obviously, the concussion protocol is going to get through it. The toe is a pain in the ass, but I think they'll shoot that up. So I don't think he'll even feel it, but that could potentially get him off his game. I, that game, I mean, they got it right, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. the, the, yes. we, we got it right. The yes. AFC and the NFC got it right here. These are the four teams that I think, the two teams from the AFC and the two teams in the NFC that everybody who watches the sport will be like, these are the teams that should be in there. Just like you were saying, they got them in a pick them and a pick them or whatever. It's like the championship weekend has got it completely right, and I think that's why it's going to be very difficult to pick. Mike, what are your notes on uh, Green Bay and Bucks? One other thing I want to hit. I think I think what Pat said is really true. So I, I don't think there'll be any quarterback sneaks in this game, nor will I think there'll be any quarterback runs in this game. They can't risk Mahomes taking a hit. You cannot risk that. 
if Mahomes gets up a little groggy and his knee buckles just a little bit, and, and I agree the toe I think is as bad as anything, they're not letting us know that, that then he gets pulled from the game and you won't see him anymore. So Andy Reid's got to be really careful how much he uses Mahomes in the in the running aspect of the game. If I were Sean McDermott, I would say I hope they try to run him on a sneak. I hope they try to run that read that loaded option that they run with them down on the goal line because we're going to hit his ass. <laughs> I'm going to say something that I'm people really aren't going to like. Go ahead. Colts should have beat the Bills. Oh. Tucker misses two field goals. Lamar throws a pick six. 101 yard. Yeah. I mean. You don't believe in the Bills. It's the Chiefs for me all day oh, long. Wow. All right. What do you think about the other game, Mike? Wow. Oh, the other game to me. All right. So let me ask this question before we got to go. What game do we, th there's always a route this weekend, right? There's it's always a game easy. that's not as close as we hoped, right? Yeah. What for you guys, what game's that? I think it's this one. Yeah. Bucks Packers. It's, 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 I, I do too. I, I think, look, you go back and watch the pa Packers got up 10 nothing. Rogers was great. When he threw that interception, it kind of fell apart on him. You know, I think they have to change what they do. The last time they played them, Aaron Aaron Jones had ten carries for fifteen yards. You can't do that. You gotta you gotta come out throwing the ball against the Bucks. That's why teams average more passes in the first half than runs against the Bucks. They're number one in the league against that. You gotta throw the ball. I don't think the Bucks can match the Packers. I think the Bucks offense will struggle a little bit. Not that they won't move the ball, but I think the Packers will move the ball well in the air if they don't try to establish the run or run their wide. They were trying to run wide all the time on the Bucks defense. I don't think you can do that. I think you either take it inside or just throw it. So since 1986, there's been 15 instances of an NFL team playing three straight road playoff games. So that's the same as Tampa on Sunday. 4-11 and 11 straight up, 5-10 and 10 against the spread. And over the last eight games, 1-7 and seven straight up and against the spread. Wow. That'll tell you something, huh? Yeah. I may take an alternate spread of about two, two and a half touchdowns on this one, I think. Oh, don't do that. Holy don't. shit. Tone, I've never heard you that confident in anything before. The last time I was this confident was Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl in New York. Oh, you bet on the Broncos. You got a pretty no, good read here. I took the Seahawks. You got a little good read here. Yeah. Where'd Maybe you go? I you said you went with who? I went with Seattle. No, but I mean, in this game, you're going Green Bay? I think so, yeah. Alternate I, spread, he said. I'm, I've, I've been watching this all week. I think it's a route by Green Bay, but I, I don't, you know, I think Green Bay will throw the ball. I don't know if the the Bucks. what quarterback have the Bucks beaten that's really good? Uh, they lost twice to Breeze. Last week, they've beaten Taylor Henke and Drew there. Breeze, who his wife says has a bad shoulder and a bad knee. Packers just can't turn the ball over, right? Can't. That's the other thing, Gump. That's exactly right. Last time they turned it over. You know, when that's the question. Whoever turns this ball over is going to lose. And Rodgers is usually really careful with mm -hmm. the football. And the last time they played, they had two, had two turnovers in the game. I'm checking out what the alternate spread boosts. I'm going to boost an alternate spread, I think. <laughs> yes. That's going to be my super Let's boost go. this weekend. You're going to put, you're gonna put Ty in a cast. Ty is so mad right now. <laughs> I, I think this is another important fact. Last time they played, everybody thinks the Bucks' offense was dynamic. Brady had 166 yards passing in the last time they played. Yeah, the, Rodgers right. threw a pick six and then threw an interception in his own half too. We'll do our uh, we'll do our picks tomorrow, Mike. I don't think anyone right, has to guess where we're going on that one. Uh, hey, see hey, Mike, on. if you have any uh, props or anything tomorrow or over under or anything like that, you know where I got them. Take a look at them. All right, I'll All see right. you tomorrow.
Yeah, we'll do a few. Since there's only two games, if you guys have any, like, we can do multiple. You can do a game. You can do a little. Tony do props. You want. Tony props. Tony Tons props. of options on FanDuel. Hunting winners, book. dude. More ways to win. You could bet that in Virginia and maybe tomorrow in Michigan, too. I think you can Michigan tomorrow. I think uh, You're right. I mean, bet Lions Super Bowl with MCDC at the helm. Bro, you like the you like the Chiefs a lot, huh? You? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I know how good Josh Allen looked. He he had looked great in the regular season. They should have lost that game to the Colts. Oh, I'm not wrong good. there. I don't think. And he was hitting every ball was overthrown deep ball last weekend. Pat, I was so I'm gonna ask Lombardi too. Um, so I believe when they played Kansas City and Buffalo. Let me go to the let me go to that box score. Is it 26-14? 26-17. I just sent in my boost. I just sent in my boost. Clyde Edwards Alaire ran for 161. The fan though, Jordan just texted yeah. me and said, look, alternate alternate line, Packers minus 13 and a half, plus 300. We could boost that up if you want. That's what he just said. <laughs> yeah, he's listening right now. Hey, I just sent you a parlay, Jordan. I think we're gonna <laughs> after what Gumpy just said. You know what I mean? Oh, are we alternate spreading Chiefs and Packers? No, no, no. I, I think I'm just going for my super, for my super boost. It hasn't hit in a little bit, so I'm trying yeah. to make one that is still boostable but also hittable. So I'm going. I don't want to give it away yet, but I'm going to parlay both games. I did pick who I think my bets are locked in at this point. Now I'd like it to be known. I think everybody knows. I'm excited. Going. We'll announce those tomorrow. The uh, super boost. I mean, uh, the Packers minus twenty and a half. He said, "How confident are you?" That's a plus six hundred. We can really get that thing. That's going. a lot. You That's don't want to back. Be, it's going to be plus fifteen. You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to back to when it's thirty four ten and get back toward to thirty four seventeen. Listen to Fanduel. How, how about we make it twenty eight? That's what they're. Oh, is that what they? It seems like that's what they're doing over there. They're big fans of the show, obviously. Jordan, shout out to you. I texted Jordan uh, the last couple of weeks about my bad beats. See if he could help me out. He said no. He's, he's trying to pull some strings for me, which I appreciate, Jordan. That's Thank good you. news. Huh? Yours is more important. Yeah, a uh, lot yes, more a lot more important. important. Well, maybe for well, in your to, life. To me. Yes, in your very life. Very much to me. In my life. You know, you're important in my yeah, life. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Jesus I appreciate Christ. it. Christ. Uh, the selfish COVID cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. One for one and one uh, for all, huh? <laughs> hey. Yeah. That's we gambling, can, baby. We cannot forget. Tony did beat COVID, didn't he? Also became the best gambler he's ever been. After yeah, have been COVID. have been worse since I got out of the cave. Well, if with all due respect, I think all you did in there, right, was just yeah, just looked at numbers and stuff. Good for you. You deserve it. <laughs> you deserved a good win there. We will be back tomorrow COVID. with all the bets. Hey, I'm so pumped you survived COVID. By Thank the way. you. Could you imagine if he didn't? That would be terrible. It'd been a pretty cool. Um, what? <laughs> what's that, dude? <laughs> It would have been pretty cool. What? Pretty cool. what? It would not have been. I just want to of, of all the ways for me to go out. I mean, Gumpy, though, by the way, is saying that he would have been really sad, even though you buried him kind of for his life. That's, no, no, I, that's, just, I stopped. That's, that's me, though, right? I initially thought of myself, and then I said, no, 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 don't do that. At this moment, you're right. Especially because you survived COVID, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not much, but I am loyal. I, d- I, d- I love I, you. I wish you would have I wish you would have let that head breathe a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Don't you think you would have? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. What happened? Don't give in. You were sitting right underneath the light. <laughs> tune like, in tomorrow. What's happening in my head? Tune right in now. tomorrow at three thirty to see if Gumpy wears a hat or not. He didn't <laughs> for hockey Don and not to, or hockey talk. <laughs> hockey Don. Hockey Don. <laughs> hockey talk. Great show. That's hockey talk. Gumpy want no hat.
It's tough lighting. Speaking in of here. that, as this, as this show continues on through the winter and, and spring, probably gonna have to do a little more hockey. Maybe Nick Morado comes in the office. I mean, you're the best hockey gambler we know. I am currently a sharp. Yeah, Nick. Five, five Nick. Five. Nick went three and zero last night. Oh, Nick's trying to catch up to me. Yeah. He thinks the Pens stink. Well, Nick. their their goalie does. By the way, the Pens play tomorrow. They are four and zero to the over. Four and zero first period overs. See, that's what we're talking about. Just four and zero goal in first ten. It was only three and three. I'm way too humble to have this guy spreading false propaganda on my name. Well, not just that. You hate the Penguins. You said they stink. No, I don't hate them, but they are in for a rough go here. They they're missing three of the top six defensemen for the next couple weeks. So what did they get COVID? No injuries. Uh, maybe Go. look. Maybe look to the overs in those games. I was three and three. But thank you though for for inviting me uh, potentially onto future shows. Well, that was when hockey. I heard you were three and zero. Hockey down. I haven't had a negative day yet though. That's there we go. That's all that counts. That's all that counts. We're well, that's green. gambling, baby. We're in the green. Fifty-four percent. That's gambling, baby. We're also gonna have Billy Walters on the show soon. He got pardoned. Congrats to him, by the way. One of the most famous gamblers of all time. Insider trading. What did that mean? It wasn't well, – I, re- I read the story. Um, all Mickelson had to do was come out and tell the true story, but Mickelson didn't want to hurt his image, so he didn't testify. So Billy went to – Billy got whatever, and then Mickelson wrote a letter and it got him out. Mickelson? Phil. Oh, Phil Phil Mickelson. got him in? Yeah. It was, Phil put Barry – You know, Phil's, Bi- Phil's a gambler. Phil put Billy behind bars? So I, I, the, the headline was basically like – even though he sent him to jail, Mickelson got him out of this whole thing or whatever yeah, with, with his referral yeah. to the whole thing. Tough, uh, you know, Phil. It's been a tough, tough month for the uh, golf community, huh? What do you mean? What are you talking about? I mean, that Tiger Doc slander, Justin Thomas. Well, you know, I didn't watch the. Uh, I haven't either. I don't I, want to. I don't need to see it. Yeah, but Nick said it's actually pretty fascinating. Yeah, but Nick hates Tiger. Yeah, and I do believe Nick would like a good expose. Foxy, who loves Tiger, is going to watch episode two soon here, so we'll get it both sides. Okay. I'm a Tiger fan as well, by the way. Love Tiger. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Again, that is false. I don't hate Tiger. (laughs) I'm just a champion for truth, and I'd like the entire story. Selective truth. (laughs) Selective truth is the interesting thing there. Hey, put that... Put that on my grave, champion of truth. Truth. (laughs) What a humble son of a bitch that guy is. Print the shirts. What a hero, dude. Are you kidding me? What a fucking hero. Champion of truth. (laughs) He'll have a fucking championship belt on tomorrow. He should. What a line. Nick, what a line. (laughs) That's cool. Hammer. Done.